Welcome to the Friendly Fire Show, episode 110 for the 9th of November 2015 at 7 p.m. That's the earliest you'll be able to listen to this because we have an embargo time that we need to maintain. I've got to respect Lara's wishes. Certainly do. Uh, I'm Steve from Survivor. Ben from MMGN. Uh, Shane from Survivor. Tano from MMGN. That's about as professional as we're going to get. No, let's just like spiral down into... I'm Future. afraid we're going to have to celebrate that we're finally out of the 100s. Yeah. It has been like six months. But, but are we bad? Yeah, we're cheating. Yes. No, we Please are. explain. We are. What are you talking about? Please explain. Well, I believe that's a, a frequently used quote on this show. So I believe explain. you guys No, that's a Pauline Hansen quote. What yeah, the hell? it is. I think please, you understand, please understand. Is what I was thinking of. Jesus, man. Damn it. 109-ish episodes. And he's, I just <laughs> Didn't you guys do 109 on the stage at PAX? No, yeah, we didn't. We could have, I guess, technically. Someone, Maybe. yeah. Someone ben and I. It's out there somewhere. What if, I, what if one of our fans knows that that's not true? Well, we could have said it. What if they, we get boycotted by fan? Under our breath, we said it. I don't know. As we were making a Mario Maker in Super Mario Maker make off. That'll, that'll hold up. Which was surprisingly good, actually. You missed out on that, Shane. It was pretty fun. Yeah, I was hungover and I fell asleep. Nintendo had us Full over. Disclosure. We uh, we Please paired understand. up with Alice Clark and we went up against uh, the developers from New and Tin Man Games. Ben? Exactly correct correct pronunciation. So it was of that. No. no. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And we didn't really we, they didn't really decide on what the correct pronunciation was. They were all like disagreeing. Even the guy from the from No Even the guy from Tin Man like, Games. <laughs> yeah, that's correct, I think. Whatever. Let's just get on with this. Um, they're good. They're good guys. What, what did you think? How, how did we go, Ben? I'm glad we've just kind of smoothly segued between 108. It and was 110. smooth until you just <laughs> pointed it out. No, no. I think we need to explain it better than that. Yeah, well, because uh, basically one of the point five episodes just got promoted. Didn't we have two point five episodes? I said they one merged. of them. One of no, them. No, they man. together they're a whole. We oh, should have counted that. We did fractions. Yeah. Point yeah. five plus point five is a half and a half. Sure. And basically, we're desperate to get out of the. The early 100s. Yeah. We, we want to. We want to get into the the, the tens <laughs> of the hundred. What for reasons most of you tens. will understand at the same time as you download two episodes Wait, of this tens? podcast it's this the week. Tens. Because if it comes with teens, so uh, nah. There's no the tens. Oh, whatever the tens. <laughs> it's the tens now. The thing is, it's Ben no and I every week go. Ugh. We've been. We've. It's you know. We've gone from 101 to 102. Within three or four weeks, and then it's we taken went, forever. Then we actually went back to one or two because we failed one time. Or it, oh, yeah. it was a lost five episode. And a half month, five and a half, five and a half months. It's been ridiculous. Anyway, we lost one at PAX. We did. This will be a, just like we lost Leo at PAX. He got the PAX pox, and now he's dead for a while. This will be a great Easter egg for when the Friendly Fire Show gets remastered in full 1080p, whatever. And, <laughs> and then the no true fans demaster it again for That's the real it. experience. Yeah, when we have the special effects. Promotional discounts and... That's yeah. coming soon. And yeah. when we change the order of Tano's high and porn and mix it all up. <laughs> so, segue derailer. Yeah, we're going to segue so us back a, now. That sounds like a special <laughs> move, Steve. <laughs> Super Mario Maker? Last, last thoughts on the matter? Um, well, I feel like we Should need another 10 minutes. Well, okay. Yeah, true. Last in the st- on the stage thoughts and then Tano's like actual critique. Well, I haven't got critique. much to say. Oh, he, do you want to go first then? He, uh, this was, is the man who held his Wii Remote backwards, so he doesn't really know about Mario. <laughs> you, you know, you know it, was, it was actually pretty funny. I'm sure anyone that was there would agree. That well, when you held, picked up the Wii Remote and it was backwards. Well, that was oh, also that was quite funny. <laughs> I was so scared that one of you or Jamie were going to get up and be like... Oh, in the house right now is the guy that held the Wii oh, remote. I forgot wrong. about that. They should have done that. Yeah. Damn it. I was really hoping you We were too busy packed. having no plan at all. <laughs> I, I said shit once when I died, and immediately saying shit, I looked up, and there was like this. I he was probably like three or four years old. This little kid wearing a Luigi costume, like, I'm the worst person on the planet. Shit. I said shit. Mm. I kind of like so looked at his be... mom and I'm like, sorry. And she just yeah. shouldn't make any was... move. So I think He's maybe I got, away. For something, I got away with it. For something that apparently Nintendo put together at the last minute, it was a pretty good way to show off Mario Maker. To someone that's never played it. Was it was essentially a live Let's Play. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty good. It was good fun to watch. Yeah. If you only you we could capture our awfulness on yeah. YouTube and develop Very hard sort of the point, though, high-paying like, thing yeah. from it. 
Well, it's really hard to make a Mario stage with three people when you only get a minute each to do it, and then you got to pass it along, and then you're all doing a different bit, and you ignore the other persons because that's a mess. Just have to quickly freehand sketch some Steve, but it's somehow... Steve put the end steps in the middle of the stage, and he's like, that's <laughs> a John stage now. Like, Ben's oh, favorite thing to do is make the entire thing really hard, and he's like, I'm not playtesting that bit, and then he just... That's the whole on. point. Yeah. Because the developers were going to play it, and we made it too easy in the end. No, I, yeah, it. well, but I couldn't get to our credit, it. I didn't put down like 8 million fire flowers and stars. That was someone else. <laughs> and then have... Hi, Alice. Extra- if you're listening, hi, Alice. How you doing? It doesn't matter. Um, it was super fun. It was great fun. Um, as was all of PAX. PAX was super good this year. Um, we can see it from where we are. We haven't said that before. Um, <laughs> oh, hi, Pax. Hey, how you doing? I've never noticed that in every episode audibly. The, it's now the remains of Pax. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, Sexpo it's or something. It's, 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 it actually says Sexpo. Um, that was my first time at the exhibition Good. center. And it was, are we going to Sexpo this week? Why not? It was so much better <laughs> than Sexpo. at the showgrounds, which was awesome. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. Once again, it's still a good move from if, the showgrounds. If you want Wait. a pro tip, just don't go on Saturday if you can avoid it. Because holy crap, Saturday was yeah. like three times more busy than Friday. Saturday's Sunday afternoon, crazy. Sunday afternoons. Pro- I was there for about yeah. four hours on Sunday, and like it was busy. It's more relaxed, and there's there were like no lines. There's yeah, if if you after like swag and stuff like that, people are just giving stuff away as well. Like it's kind of the end. So did you get some new Coca Cola Quantum? I didn't, but I stood in line at Nintendo for like two hours to play. Xenoblade, so I heard that's that. cool. We but were... I got to see the the Nuka Cola Quantum oh, line. Does it look good? The line? It looked boring, <laughs> and it looked like I could hear like I could hear all the trailers and stuff because I was standing right next to it, and I was like, "Oh, it's that trailer." So compa- that trailer. Wait a minute. There's no new information in no. that massive line at all, is there? And I looked it up, and there's not. Compared to every other line at PAX, like how did that line rank with every other line? There was a lot the of The Nintendo line? Any line, really. Uh, was, well, my joke was say, there was a lot of lines. Well, yeah, I understand the yeah. joke. Um, Sorry. Well, it was it was short, but it was very long. It, it was like, <laughs> I think we had like maybe five or ten minutes to play. Uh, there, was, there was three stations with Xenoblade Chronicles and one with um, the Project... Thing? Zero Project Zero Maiden of the Black something Maiden of the Black oh, whatever so close which had come out had two days previous to For, that yeah it came so out on Halloween shouldn't really be in there clogging up the line but anyway uh, yeah uh, there was there was maybe like 12 15 people in front of us 12 yeah I was like oh here's a tiny line hmm. cool let's do this it's not even doubling back on itself like the tape on the ground suggests it might at some point but it still took about two hours so but it was really cool. Definitely really good to get some like hands-on with Xenoblade. It's crazy. What was your favorite thing about PAX, everyone? We'll, we might as well finish up PAX and just put it to bed. PAX chat. PAX chat. PAX chat. No, there was nothing there that I hadn't already <laughs> seen. Like, so, apart yeah. from the indie game. Your answer is nothing. Say but was, this is the same as every year. Say you were there as a... You hadn't seen any of it. What would be your No, I don't even say that. Like, what was the, You can say that the most fun you had was like out of drinks one night. That's that's a that's a viable yeah, answer. Like, I know like didn't have fun at drinks. Oh, I, I just <laughs> like I'm still you? reeling from that. Um, so I would probably say the Alienware bit was okay. I guess I'll oh, put that on their booth. zero latency. Put yeah, that on their booth. La- <laughs> no, no zero latency. But the just the Alienware booth in general. Um, just the hardware that they were showing and the work that they're doing is pretty interesting. And I'm not normally into hardware. I'm not. Really, that kind of... I'm more of a soft guy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'm not in the mood. Flash a ton That's what porn's yeah. for. Yeah. And the, the, there's a lot of great indie games there, but that's the point of PAX. Like, we've seen all the other big games and... Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I always think it's... it's this For me, my PAX this year is the same as it is every year because we go there. We've been to E3 a couple months earlier. We've seen everything there. There was a couple of new things that we hadn't seen, like... Like uh, Dark Souls three and Just Cause and some other stuff that was hands on, but like, I you know, I'd already played Dark Souls and so would Leo and like, we get we get this stuff ahead of time. The the best thing about PAX is always the the kind of community feel about it. It's it's all about like the indie stuff and the tabletop stuff. So as long as you've got some nose plugs and you can manage to get through the the tabletop room and have <laughs> some fun in there, the indie indie spot is always like where I spend all my time. It's awesome. It's 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 really cool to play a game and speak to the person who created it while you're standing there and get their 
their yeah. opinion, their backstory. And initially thinking some random speaking to you, and then yeah, and then you realise oh. who are you? Um, oh my god! Yeah. I got two things to say about that. First is this is the perfect opportunity to shout out uh, Hive, which is a game being made by like Survivor alum Dave Haldane, and we don't. I don't want to review it or preview it because I feel like that's a little bit too much conflict of interest, but we can talk about it now. We Full disclosure, done. He was at PAX. Um, he's building an RPG. It's really cool. Um, check it out. That's our unofficial endorsement, whatever. Um, um, how much can, did we get, download it on the website? How much did yeah. we get paid for that advertisement? I didn't, but I feel bad because like, I, I just don't feel like we can... <laughs> do much more with it because like on the site because it's like it's a bit too close to home. I was I was originally doing uh, like sound design for that like two or three years ago as well so oh, my, like even I'm more, definitely out even more yeah. bloody close to it then I didn't even know that um, the <laughs> other thing sounds is better now than three years ago <laughs> yeah once I got dumped <laughs> I went to the Microsoft booth I was just hanging out chilling out for like you know 25-30 minutes I had nothing else to do like before like an interview at some point and I'm just speaking to this guy, and he's from Canada, and you can kind of tell, like, he's, the accent, he he's just kind of gravitating Clamato towards each other. He was. He was like, hey, how you doing, eh? Um, so, like, <laughs> we talked for, like, 15 minutes. That's what he's ever done. <laughs> I got that. I got that one nailed. Good. We were talking for, like, 15 minutes, just, like, nothing in particular. It's like, oh, how you going? Oh, that's cool. Like, oh, you're, you're Canadian, obviously. I can hear that. Oh, I'm from here. I'm from here. The Xbox people come. They're like, oh, hey, have you met? I forget his name now. It's horrible. He created Cuphead. I'm like, oh, that's not important for me to have known beforehand. And after this, like, amazing conversation, maybe I should have tried to do something with that. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. So that was shit. Cuphead's pretty awesome. Yeah. Cuphead is pretty awesome. That was, and that I was could have really, probably really cool. done something with that if I had known. Failure. Whatever. Yeah. Mm, there you go. But Microsoft wasn't doing any PR over this weekend, that weekend. Anyway. Oh, dear. What was your favorite thing? Um, I like the zombie escape room. And yeah. I've never done an escape room before, actually. Neither I was, was, only, I was terrible. It's only a mini one, like it was in a shipping container, but it was, like, Ex- it was very Explain fun. it for those of us who don't know what the hell you're talking about. So uh, <sighs> this was vaguely themed on Call of Duty Zombies. Um, hey, there was like a trailer at the start. So you got a trailer off for that. Ian Malcolm. And then some guy came some guy and shouted at me. you really loudly. <laughs> but like he called you, me a C word. Did he call you the C word? Uh he yeah, called me so, directly yeah. the C word. I think yeah. you need to explain like the idea of what an escape yeah, room we'll is. Even. I'm getting to that. Oh. Look, I got it. Jeez. It's a room of which you need to escape oh, from. Say that. With which you need to escape from. No, quite literally, that's what Problem it is. Problem solved. That's the end of episode 110. <laughs> <laughs> so well, basic, well, come on. It's in the name. We had three of us. I don't know how many of you guys had. I think you can have six. maybe six maximum. Six. Um, we had five and five. it was... It, uh, no. Five. We had six. And one, so... Two, two, two. This is not in five now. Yeah, no. So you start We've confirmed five. Start with one clue. And then that leads you to another clue. And you are trying to get out of this room, and each clue will get you closer. And so the first thing was in a diary, and that led us to a picture frame, which led us to like work out a, a phrase or something, and that led us to a key, and so on. And there's a voice yelling at you in the event that you kind of have no idea what you're doing. Did you get that guy speak to you, just being like, no? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was called the shadow, whatever. You're going it's in the wrong direction. Is this in a in a physical room or yeah. is it in a video? It game? was in a shipping okay, that's container. Okay, what that's what I was trying to get so you to no say games. two minutes ago. A shipping okay. container that was positioned in the middle IRL. of Federation Square. Okay, thank yeah. you. Thank so you. they have an escape room. There's a few of them in Melbourne, like bigger ones. Is there really? Um, Apparently, yeah. this one was done by Escape Goodness Room Melbourne. Me. That's the company's name in is conjunction it? with like a whole bunch of other people. That's what I accidentally said. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a. It's a pretty cool promotion, really. Like nothing to do with the game. Very. I think Shadow Man is from Call of Duty Zombies, but besides that, it was just a 1940s themed room to get out of. I really. Oh, there were if we because we had too many people trying to do too many things at once. We got through like the first bit, which was in like I don't know, it was probably like what 30 degree heat, and it was just like you were basically roasting in the first bit of the container. 50 degrees. I was getting I was getting like a nosebleed. Because the temperature had changed so much, I was kind of like just like wiping my nose blood on my like arm and hoping that no one noticed. It was really classy. Um, and then you get into the next room, which is like fully air conditioned. And the lady that we were with was having a little bit of trouble like just understanding how keys work. Um, so my contribution at some point was kind of just like holding myself up against the door because I was pretending that the zombies couldn't get us. And that's when like people actually started like pounding on the back of the door so that's when the zombie element came back in and that's cool i was scared but within within like 30 seconds 
there were five of us and all five of us were looking in different directions saying, I think this is the... And then after that point, if you look at the video, I'm just kind of following you around everywhere. <laughs> and you're saying, I think this is a clue. And I'm like, hey, guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> Stephen found a clue. Stephen. <laughs> Stephen. Well, well done. Steve. Well done, Stephen. Oh, I, it was I just gave fun, up. Though. It was pretty fun. And then I, I'm getting scared at the end there. I'm like, oh, we're going to die. We're going to die in this room. Yep. <laughs> Uh, good times. Those were <laughs> the best bits of packs, like uh, zero latency, which was the. You, it's you can highly go to a, recommended. Yeah, it's a place in Melbourne. Um, look it up. Zero latency. That's their words. Um, <laughs> they strap oh, like Alienware laptops. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They strap Alienware laptops to your back. They put like move uh, Oculus bulbs Rift. and Oculus Rift on you, and you go walk around a warehouse in real life, and in your eyeballs, you're walking around. This multi-level thing, shooting at zombies, going across bridges. It was awesome. It only made me sick when it was loading between levels because I got this weird gray screen that I was looking around too much with and like I just felt like vomiting. For that bit, and I got used to kind of just taking off the headset and putting it back on when I saw everybody else walking again. I'm like, oh, lo- levels loaded. In the actual levels, fine. Mm. Absolutely fine. Yeah, it was good fun. Really? You, you were yelling at me. Probably. I always Even though it wasn't me, I was behind you and, uh, and someone was in front of you trying to do something and you're like, Tano, you're going to walk into the wall. And I'm like, it's not me. And why you didn't you just say that? <laughs> well, why didn't you just tell me? I did. I'm like, oh. it's not me. Did your headset work? No, I had issues, I I had issues with the sound. <laughs> I just thought it was just Tano just not talking. Like, I had I issues I with the sound. Well, like, Screw you, I'm going to walk into this wall. Maybe I want to. <laughs> I have the squeakiest chair. You Sorry. do have the squeakiest chair. Um, but no, it was good. And then... Um, we got the we got as far as anyone got in that as well. Apparently, we did in the fifteen minutes. Maybe they were just saying that. But that wasn't my answer because you kind of talked about that one. You talked about that one, Ben. My answer is PlayStation VR because I'd never tried it before and it was yeah, amazing. That's right. yeah. So, did lots of people play that? Because from what I understood, it was just the line was too big and crazy. That just oh, no, apparently like four or five survivor people registered and it was like cool, but then everybody got knocked back. Yeah. But like that's when I pulled out my editor in chief, like. Wait and like I'm doing this. Who's my golden you know who I am? <laughs> to my credit, though, to my credit, Ooh. I've seen. Well, I haven't seen. I've been right beside Morpheus at like what three E3s, and I've been on the so list, you, and then you, I get like kicked off. So this was like, like this is my fourth go. This and guy I finally already got to do it. it. So what did you say? Give it to someone else. I got to do the London heist one, and apparently yeah. I was the first person all day that bothered to like stand up from the chair because they're like, you can move around a little bit, like don't go running across the room, but just do it, and like you're in a car. And the windshield goes out in front of you. So I'm like, well, why wouldn't you like stand up and look out the windshield and like look over the car and turn around? And it was like it worked. It was really cool. Um, unfortunately, because you got like the Oculus, not the Oculus, the PlayStation VR unit on your head and like it had PlayStation headphones over your ear. Like you pretty much like blocked out from the world. And the way that they put on the headphones and the stuff is they put like the cable right by my foot, and when they're when they're like you can move around a bit, I'm like okay, I'm doing it. So I stood out of the chair, and I must have like stepped on the headphone cord and ripped it out of the headphone unit. So like I could still see everything, but I couldn't hear anymore. And I'm like I don't know what's going on because I couldn't see anybody or hear anybody around me. I'm like oh, kind of flailing around, but it was really really cool. It was super cool. I wouldn't do it all the time, but it was fun for like a little. It's such a fad like connect. I don't know what I'm even trying to say. It's it's cool. Try it. But I'm worried it'll be like like the Wii bowling when you first bought a Wii and like but everybody came expensive. over and everybody did it. And then like in a couple of weeks you're like, Yeah, I'm over that. Of course it will be. What else do we expect it to be? It's gonna be like Connect. Like you'll use it sometimes. It's not gonna be a daily thing though. Like Xbox or PS4 currently is. I can't imagine VR will ever be for games a thing you do every single day. That, you know, what if you're like some no, kind of arguments. fitness wiener or something and you want to... Well, I mean, like that's the same with like Connect. It's like wiener. maybe a small amount yeah. of people do motion gaming daily for Xbox Fitness or whatever. No one does anymore. But no like, so I think anymore. VR's going to be the same thing, which is a different version of that. I completely Good idea, agree. but it's not a replacement for controller and TV. It's no. not quite there yet anyway. No. Really. We're not that cut off from each other yet. Well, I'll give it time. He says as he puts his phone down while he was just texting Tano. <laughs> Matt was asking if I was coming home for dinner, and I'm, unfortunately I'm not. Um, it, just, it just really hits home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. 
Here's a message from Leo, because even when he's not on the freaking pod show cast thing, he wants to be involved in the pod show cast thing. I think Tano should read this. It seems like it's his Yeah, do it. Here. <laughs> do it, Tano. Oh, so we're, now, we're talking about Rise of the Tomb Raider, and this is what Leo thinks as spoken by Tano. This is also why we're releasing this at 7pm. I know you're probably podcasting, but if you want, comma, my two cents from beyond the grave of Tomb Raider... Is that it's wait, seeds wait, wait. into beyond the grave? Yeah, he's dead. He's from died from because he's, he's oh, dead. How do you know? He knows what we're going to say about. We always say the same shit, Steve. We're pretty predictable. That's true. So my two cents from beyond the grave and Tomb Raider is that it succeeds in surpassing the reboot in almost every way and gives you so much to do that you often forget about the story, which is actually there's no full stops here, which is actually <laughs> don't weed, weed, yeah. weed, Larry. A good thing because the story and characters are so great that when you do eventually go back on it, you're like, oh yeah, this is awesome. That's it. We wow. must never speak Publish of Leo that. again. Yeah, that's it. Put that on the booth. <laughs> weird, weedly. Yeah, that's weedlery. Weedlery. Weed, weedlery. That's weird. Sounds like he's been that's weed. some weedlery. Um, <laughs> who else has played Rise of the Tomb Raider? Yeah, I played a lot of Rise of the Tomb. Not I think me. that whenever that was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I okay. agree. So, so that's so, <laughs> awesome, uh, and from Ben checking. There we go. <laughs> so that that's the, that right there is the reason that this is getting delayed to seven p.m. today. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, totally. Well done, it. guys. No, uh, well done. It's very hard to say this because I've been playing three games, two of which I can talk about right now, and one of them I don't know what that one is. Um, <laughs> and but I will know tomorrow. The problem <laughs> is going between them. Like these are. <sighs> The two biggest games of November, and I think I'm going to pick... I've only played... I haven't played that much of all of them, to be honest. I've played about 20 hours of Tomb Raider. It's probably a 30-hour to 40-hour game. It's pretty long. Um, and I think that is potentially my game of the year. Wow. Like That's a big call. That is a big That's call. Awesome. It is over... It's beaten Witcher, I think. So you agree wow. with Leo saying it... F- Completely surpasses Weedlery. Surpasses the the last one. It is. Do you far... agree with Weedlery? <laughs> I yes. Oh, I, I would have said Weedliest. I'll stop in. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll let I'll let you go now. This makes me upset because I played the other one that um, we can't talk about until I think five minutes from about. now. I think it's yeah, it does. It's a past. It's got a much better story. You're actually a Tomb Raider now, which really helps. Um, the optional tombs, there is so much to do, but like I'm kind of ignoring some of the side stuff, but I am doing all the optional tombs, and they're, some of them are quite hard, and they're really well-thought-out puzzles. Like, as regular listeners of this pod show will know, I hate the goons in Uncharted 3, and you don't kill a goon in this game for about 45 minutes, and you don't get another one for an hour. Goonless. And then the... Uh, just do it. Just do it. The, just make the noise, Steve. The... <laughs> There we go. Even when you are playing and, and when you get into murdering goon squad time, the optional tombs totally break that up. And I got stuck on one last night, which is this is the annoying thing of playing pre-release. When you get stuck, you've got to be smart and figure it out eventually. I had to ask, oh, I can't talk about it yet. <laughs> I was, I was about to say the same thing. Um, Stay tuned to next week's Shane's episode, which is going to be in like five hours and I'll talk about it. And if Leo were here, I'm sure he'd finally agree with me in that it's actually really good that Tomb Raider is on Xbox and Uncharted is on PlayStation because just having gone back to play Uncharted, if I was to play, if I was just a PlayStation guy and I was playing this again, it's too similar but also kind of different in that for some reason Tomb Raider really does feel like a good Xbox franchise. I think it really fits. Um, because it's, because it's. I think it's because PlayStation have that in Nathan Drake and right. Lara Croft is now very much not PlayStation because she's so it's, kind of. It's very similar, but it's different still. It is. Yeah. Um, we were talking about it the other day actually, and the fact that Leo's not here has actually worked this out well because I can to repeat him, and he said <laughs> um, they're a lot more different than people give them credit for. Like Charted is very much just a movie, and you're a serial killer, which is what I added, and. Yeah, the goons you've murdered. Yeah, we haven't yeah. said goons in like two seconds. Char- uh, Tomb Raider is is a puzzle game first and foremost, and then with that kind of set piece element of Lara gets bashed constantly, like she's falling down cliffs, she's fighting a bear, but you know, bruised and whatever. You played the first game, right? She like, has she, she fallen on a rebar yeah. pipe yet? Well, isn't that the yep. whole idea of the oh, second good. game? Like she's mentally like. Pretty Trapped. damaged after after yeah. the first one, like she is, and, and physically, obviously. But like, she's going still with her, following her father's footsteps, and no one believes her. 
Um, and I haven't got as far in the story as Leo has, but it is actually quite interesting. So my but you can't forget about it for a while, yeah. My question is this. I have played all of Crystal Dynamics, Tomb Raiders, and with each of the most recent, like, old-school Lara games, like, I kind of start them, and I'm kind of gung-ho, and I just kind of peter out by probably, like, I don't know, the third mission at this point. Like, I'm just kind of over that side of things. And I really, really liked Tomb Raider because it was, like, I get puzzle elements and stuff, I like that, but I really liked Tomb Raider just because it was so different. That being said, I guess I haven't played Uncharted, so I don't know if maybe that's just filling a void no, that I've not played Uncharted. But like, is it a nice kind of? It's not just fully like this current gen Lara skin and old Tomb Raider game. It's like a nice kind of blend of both kind of styles, it's, or what? Um, no, it's very new. Like you can clearly tell they learned a lot from doing the definitive edition of the last game. If they hadn't done that, it probably wouldn't look as good. I feel like that really helped them. Um, but no, it's clearly a, we use that game to reboot the series, and now this is what we really wanted to do. Like, it expands upon it in every way. It does a really good job of letting you do all this side stuff if you want, but you can ignore all of it and just follow the main story. Um, if you don't care about, that, like, this area only has 60% completion. If you don't care about that, like, I know Leo does not accept that, and he's, like, <laughs> taking forever. But then when I see, like, I'm playing, and it says, like, Leo's got... My 9 million score in this area and you've got way less because I haven't got all the collectibles. So back. you can see that as you're playing through. It's, that's the, the multiplayer slash social element is that's it cool. shows your friends what they've completed in this area and what their score is. Um, and yeah, I think by far this is the best Uncharted game in that <laughs> it's, it's really refined that mechanic and then made it a better experience overall. If this is what Uncharted 4 is like, it'll be amazing. This is this, such, a, such a really weird incestuous relationship between the two games like because Uncharted obviously came about from trying to be yeah. like Tomb Raider and now Tomb Raider's following in Uncharted's footsteps it's it's really weird and oh. it's weird now that they're releasing like separately as well like you know it's not like Uncharted is done Uncharted's going to come out soon and be like this is what our take on a Tomb Raider ripoff of an Uncharted game I think it's very, very good that they're separate. Like, it would be hard to play them both this year. Um, And thinking about it, like, if, like, Nathan Drake is very kind of just, yeah, whatever happens, like, you know he's going to make it easily. (laughs) Whatever he comes up against, he's very Roger Moore, I told Leo. Yeah, definitely. definitely. He easily just breezes through everything, makes a wisecrack. So much having sex with ladies all the time. And then Lara's full on Casino Royale, Daniel Craig. Oh, almost dies beating up one guy in a yeah. bathroom like come on Lara yeah, she's the new new school like, yeah, yeah that's absolutely what it is now it didn't used to be like that they've totally reinvented her character yeah and done a really good job of it so moving well, on from my conversation with the Xbox people where they like took their time to introduce me to Cuphead guy um, <laughs> they also told me that someone legitimately walked up to the booth and said hello I'm here to see Uncharted and they went well that's that's we don't. Nope. Good day, that's, sir. That's not us. Uh, but thanks, thanks for for uh, supporting Xbox. And they said, "Oh no, no, sorry. Uh, uh, oh man, it's like it's like Chick Uncharted, I guess. Like Chick Uncharted." And they're like, "I, I'm ashamed to have like know what you're talking did about, but you probably mean like Rise the of the Tomb Raider." Well, I hope they did, but they uh, Wait eventually. A Wait a minute. What are we? What Leo. game are we talking about? Leo. What game are we talking about? It was Rise of the Tomb Raider. Because Leo's been calling it all sorts of different names when I've been asking questions about it via text all week, and my favorite was Rise of the Planet of the Tomb Apes. <laughs> so just sit on that. I'm pretty sure that's the that's the name of this episode. Do you yeah, know that, done. Do you know the conversations that Leo and Shane have that they think are hilarious? They are. This is that's one of pretty, them. That's pretty funny. That we're having now a conversation Rise between Shane and Leo. Rise of the Planet of the Tomb Apes. Apes. Yep, write that shit down. So yeah, well, I might have to because yeah. that's not funny enough for me to go. Oh. <laughs> is that what the name of this episode is? Apparently, yeah, apparently, apparently the only thing I don't so. like is there's hey, a the email, by the there's way. like a challenge mode where you can oh, yeah, replay yeah. missions or tombs or whatever that you've done already, um, but you apply cards to them like rec packs from Halo cards, and you have to pay money microtransactions oh. to buy them or complete tombs. <laughs> and it's constantly telling well you... Side. It's yeah. constantly telling you you've earned 10,000 credits for doing this tomb. Like, what do these credits do? Like, there's nothing I can spend them on in the game. Back to the menu. You buy some cards, and you use those to make your challenge mode more difficult or easier. Or more challenging. Or more oh, challenging. less challenging. Oh. Yeah. 
Less challenge mode. I don't understand, first of all, why you'd want that. Just let me replay the level. And if I do want to do this challenge version, don't do microtransactions. It's a single player. To, oh, my God. So theoretically, if there's a really Garbage. good spot at the start of a mission that you need to like kind of grind an achievement for, you can basically just restart it, do it, restart again, keep doing it. I don't think this, they, those achievements would work from the challenge mode. That's a different I don't know. The way that you the way that I'm already you like phrase that, that question is the answer to your earlier question. I want achievements about no, not a question. Like you just said that you'd never played an Uncharted game. That'd be why. Your tremendous Xbox achievement score. Thank are you. Are you game score? I'm here. Two hundred sixty thousand or something. Yeah, you? and whatever, and nine. Whatever with that. <laughs> Too bad, mate. Um, final thoughts, I guess, on Tomb Raider or no? Just oh, no, uh, no final thoughts. I'm done. Very good. Good. Um, very good. <laughs> you might as well keep us going, man. Black Ops Three. I'll break it up. Someone else. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, then we have to talk about Halo Five. Because you, you mean I'm not just the first the... three missions? Because we we did the first so, three no, missions no, 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 today. Are we, re- are we really going to go much beyond just, that? Just, well, I can I mean, don't spoil anything. But what? How the do camp- you feel about it? The campaign is absolutely shocking. It's Shock. great. It's the it's the second uh, Star Wars movie. It's the like here's some kind of cool stuff, but like it's just the setup for the third one. And I mean, sorry, you, I wait a minute. Hang Empire on a second. Are you, are you saying Empire Strikes Back? No, Attack, get it? Hang Attack of the Clones. Step out of the way, Ben, so that we can all jump I mean down five. his throat right no, no. now. It was good. So, okay, it, so sorry. Empire Strikes Back is bad? The Empire Strikes Back isn't bad. The Empire it's, Strikes Back is the best Actually, one. it's better than the third one. It's but the best one. The Empire Strikes Back, theoretically, if you're looking at the arc of the story, it's, it's the best one. Okay, good. It sets up, like, the climax. And Halo doesn't quite. Okay, it's only similar in that aspect. <laughs> the story is not as good as your favorite movie ever, apparently. It's like, it's a setup. It's totally like a setup for the next movie, or for it's the next pretty, game. It's pretty forgettable. The story's really Hang pretty on, so you're putting on the box, this is the worst story since Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> worst, worst story since best Star Wars ever. I'm sorry. Uh, like, we've got, we've got young mums no walking into EB you. Games trying to buy a 3DS and not knowing what to do. And then Get they've the got that quote... <laughs> That's what 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 are they supposed to do, Steve? But the, so, the like, best worst game you've ever didn't play. Okay, so Master Chief does absolutely nothing. Spartan Lock, I don't not I don't care about at all. Um, it nothing happens until like the last third of the game, and what then, does happen in this game? Do you know what? When, you know, I can spoil whenever, it. Don't spoil it. I mean, what's the general? Whenever gist? Uh, Master Chief's going after Cortana and Lock, and just, that was. Pretty big spoiler, I think. No, but you know... Well, didn't that happen at the end of Halo 4? You can spoil that. That's like, you know, Cortana was supposed to have died at the end of Halo 4. What? But we know that she's already <laughs> in it. Damn. Anyway... Did we? Yeah, because she's on your phone, so she got... My, my, <laughs> my issue with Master Chief is that they kind of, like, make out like he's just kind of like this weak kind of... Isn't he the like best he's not, guy? Yeah. That, didn't they train him and, for that? And... and, and He's just kind of so vulnerable in this game, like he's emotional and stuff. And yeah, he was like that in Halo Four, and it was good. But in this one here, it just it, it seems like really a bit unlike oh, him. Mate, he's on the out. Like they don't like he can't yeah. take off his helmet. He can he barely speaks. And now they've got this guy who's like a Hollywood actor that wasn't even the voice of the guy in the game. They got like a voice alike to do his voice, but they like his likeness. Is there? He takes off his helmet like every chance he possibly can, and he just emotes just so much, like all oh, these emotes. Like Spartan Lock, three four three put Spartan Lock like as the actual protagonist of this game, and like I guess I'm on board. I'm not even on board with that. Like I don't want to get on board with that. Like that's not a Halo game to me. And there's like eight main characters, and you know nothing about any of them, and like it amps up for this amazing next game that's going to happen, but nothing actually happens in the campaign of this game. That being said, multiplayer is the best thing in the world. Yeah, the multiplayer it's is pretty great. That Sorry, just, Shane. What you described to me sounds like... Uh, Attack of the Clones. Like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> no. It was a bad comparison. No, I, I, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it was terrible. It was terrible. You'll never... You'll never. Jesus. Um, anyway. <laughs> no, but it sounds like... That sounds like a great Halo game in the franchise. Just take the number five out of there. Yeah, this could be, be like ODST. If it wasn't a numbered title... Yeah. And it's, it's called it's Halo Garden. Not... It should be ODST like, too, because freaking like Nathan Fillion, like he does in Destiny, uh, like at least in the Taken King, he just like oh, this is my thing. I'm just, gonna, I'm just yeah. going to be the same guy I am in every single thing I'm in, and I'm hilarious and you love me, which is true, Without and he's awesome, trying, yeah. and he's great. But like, cool. 
Like, it's like a side story. Now, can we mention how shit the AI is? Oh, my Unbelievably God. Unbelievably bad for an Xbox One game. It's all right when you're by yourself and you're but apparently that's telling them what to do. Yeah, so it, bra- it breaks Not down. When, 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 when you're Steve and I were playing together, when you're they alone, were just the worst. It, it works okay, but I think that the AI, the three AI, they're supposed to work with each other. When you've got... If you're playing co-op, you have to play with three other people because if you've got one or two AI and two or three players, then the AI just breaks down yeah. well, I t- and doesn't know what to I do. I talked about this with Brad uh, Welsh, who is Australian. He nice works at 343. He's, no, he's cool. But like he, he was the he sandbox and campaign director. I'm like, so what the hell's up with the AI? And he's like, oh, like it was... We had it really, really smart, and it would kind of like if you asked to get healed, it would kind of come try to heal you. But if it saw something else like better to do, it would kind of sacrifice you for for doing that objective. So we kind of just made it dumber. Um, if there's two people like Ben and I were playing, and like we were both down, and we were both like trying like mashing X trying to get revived, as you tend to do in single player when you're playing, like it confuses the AI. I don't know if that's intentional, but he's kind of admitted Surely to not. it. So it's like heal Ben. Oh shit, heal Steve. Oh heal Ben, heal Steve, and it kind of it like kind of gets a bit insecure. Yeah, they've also scaled it. They've scaled uh, difficulty. So if there's more human players going to legendary, it's more difficult than one person playing legendary. And the harder the levels, the harder the difficulty gets, the dumber the AI is on kind of on purpose. So like you actually have to have someone. Who's taking on Locke or uh, Chief, like, really directing them on what they're supposed to do. Which I don't think... I think that's kind of just, like, making excuses for admitting that the AI is flawed. But that's the official difficulty setting. Okay, they might have tweaked it because they didn't want it too smart. And that's what I said in the thing I did on the first three missions. uh, (laughs) The the co-op was dodgy because of the AI. Um, And I get that they didn't want to make it too powerful because the whole thing is then it will just... Because you always have them with you. If you're playing by yourself, they will just dominate. And you want them to kind of follow your lead, which works if it's just you, kind of. But I think they went too far that way. Like, it's still bad. I get they tried to not do one thing, but they've made it bad another way. Is it safe to say that Halo used to be a game that kind of had, well, depending on who you are, pretty much equal parts campaign and multiplayer? And now Halo's turned into, like, the battlefields and the Call of Duties of the world where it's like, come for the campaign, I guess, but, like... Stay the, for the, the multiplayer. The campaigning cards always been like competent. Like this one yeah, but here the, is that's competent. That's like that's not. Yeah, but that's it's not, playable. This one put here, that like, on the I, box. I, I competent. Think, yeah, I wouldn't. It's a lie. <laughs> that's, but whatever. That's the point. I just like the, the Halo Five. I I enjoyed the campaign, but I can see that it's not perfect. Like to the point where if you're not playing with four other people, compared to Halo Three. Like, yeah, come on. Well, like, Comparing Halo 4 to Halo 3. Compared right? to Halo 2, Halo 2 somehow comes out on top. Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, I do. I don't know about that, mate. But the multi- let's talk about multiplayer like quickly because we're yeah, probably pretty great. waffling as on. Bad as Arena's amazing. Warzone's less amazing because it just takes too long for me to Warzone's play. It's too much of a mess. It's, a, it's just a mess. And like I don't agree that it's like pay to win like some people are arguing, but... Well, it's the same reason I didn't like the Tomb Raider thing. It's I don't just... get this, let's have cards that you unlock and that's a thing. It's just too confusing for a yeah. multiplayer yeah. shooter. I don't even like it in FIFA, and that's been happening for like anything. way longer than um, this. But Arena's really good because, uh, like, they've obviously made it for esports, and you've got uh, is it Breakdown, the one that we capture in the flag in the small arena. No one knows. No, I haven't really played multiplayer to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's called Breakdown. Breakdown. Yeah, um, that's like my favorite mode. The really and thin it's maps. Just, yeah, four it's, on four. It's just so simple. Except people are so dumb. Yeah, yeah, people are ridiculous. I'm probably part so of I don't think I've never played oh, one time I most times when you play that mat round a round in that style yeah. I'll get there eventually um, it's like kill the other team don't worry about the flag yeah um, if you're smart you can worry about the flag but you need to well, yeah, know what you're doing I've only had one round where someone's grabbed the flag and taken it to their point but like the thing is there was it was one on one in that round and you either win by killing someone or grabbing the flag and dropping it off at your base this guy grabbed the flag he was literally like a millimeter away from dropping it off and was like spinning around looking oh, for the right. other guy who was going to kill him yeah. and then got killed. It's like, you're an idiot. If you took like one step forward, you just won. Yeah. But it's like the multiplayer thing of like play your objectives and half the time people don't. It's like just kill things. That's multiplayer. Capture the flag. Oh, let's shoot things. Oh, okay. That's mm-hmm. all right. That's, that's, that's PVP. <laughs> <laughs> so we upgraded our seven to an eight based on multiplayer, but eh. 
That's yeah, I kept mine at 8.5 because the multiplayer works good. The servers work really, really well, even for Warzone. Like, I haven't had any issues with it apart from that little hiccup that you had around launch. Yeah, if you don't, if, if you have, like, a stalled rec pack download, yeah. the damn card games, Ben. Um, it, the card, it, they actually they literally back the game. <laughs> <laughs> arena's, arena's fine because you don't, like, it's cosmetic only and it's not, I don't know why. That, I guess that's why. But, like, Warzone completely depends on those damn things. And if you have, like, a stalled download, it just doesn't match you. It just fails. Anyway. Uh, ben, do you want to talk about Black Ops 3 now? Yeah, now. Now that we've moved on. This is a very hard game to talk about on this show because I'm looking at someone who loves COD and I'm flanked by two people who hate it, which is pretty much the audience for this. If you go online <laughs> and talk about Call of Duty, you've got a mix of love and hate, and that's it. So I don't care about the haters. The lovers, I just saw Katano. <laughs> Uh, pretty much by far I like the campaign I don't like multiplayer by far well I'm going to talk about multiplayer first by far the multiplayer is the best this generation I think the best since Modern Warfare 2 in COD or this generation in general okay yeah Um, Yeah. awesome so I think Advanced Warfare was probably a bit too fast the pace of it yeah Um, this goes this kind of scales it back just a little bit and adding wall running in finally and swimming yeah um, actually and the maps are designed for that so it's a constant kind of circle of movement that works really well in that small area. Um, and then I've gone back to pick 10 instead of 13, which is probably a little bit better. Yeah. And you actually play as... <laughs> yeah, no, because it was... Because yeah. you play as a character now um, as opposed to random soldiers. So you pick one of, I don't know, like eight characters or something, and then you pick a special ability with them, and that constantly levels up while you're playing. It doesn't reset when you dial out kill streaks, And so you'll get an awesome ability when that hits its thing, which is kind of like your extra thing. Um, so yeah, it's pretty much, I think they haven't really done anything as you would expect from Call of Duty. Amazing. Mm. But they've definitely taken the, we're the third developer to do current gen and learnt from what the other two did and probably done the best. Yeah, no, Treyarch's pretty good with that stuff. Um, what are the maps like and like, what are, uh, did you play much of like Domination and stuff? Yeah. I mean, so we played every mode quite a lot, but so what have they, Domination did they get rid of halves in Domination? Halves. Yeah, like like how they break the game into two halves. Like um halves or whatever. Yeah, there's not that it's not that anymore. There's still halves in quite a lot of modes, but not that. Um Uplink is the only one they've taken from Advanced Warfare that they hadn't had in a previous um Treyarch game, I think, and they've added some new ones. But like Domination and Team Deathmatch are still the main modes. And so the maps are designed for war running. So there's a bunch of areas where you can't get to unless you run across across the walls. Mm. And it's quite easy to stuff it up if you're terrible or to kind of pick someone off doing that, because it's really hard to run sideways and shoot, as you probably know if you played Titanfall. Yeah, I was going to say, does it do it better than Titanfall? The wall running and stuff? It does do it better than Titanfall. Cause <laughs> Cause you're, ooh, because Titanfall. you're always out of a vehicle, it does a better job of expecting you to do that. But you only have like yeah. a power meter, which either judges your double jump, or boost jump, or whatever it's called, or your wall run. Um, and, it, the, and swimming as well. Like I thought swimming, that's nothing going to be this tiny little puddle which you occasionally fall into and like people just camp in but you cannot camp in this game i would say out of every cod game this is the one you cannot at all because it's Good. designed for like a re- people will find a way they will but it's designed for or, at least at least the objective modes are based on like a ring movement so you're always moving kind of in a circle and uh when you finally pick someone off underwater it's the most satisfying thing because i didn't realize you could shoot underwater for like three games when i've been doing it <laughs> Finally, I'm like, hang on a second. I can shoot this guy. I thought I had a knife or something. Why can you shoot underwater? Because COD. Because it's like 20. Because it's advanced warfare, but COD. in Black Ops 3. Black Ops, yeah. Cause? COD. COD. That's COD. It works really well. And that works really well in Domination because you have, like, when you're protecting a point or getting a point, normally before you've got, like, three areas where people are going to come from. Now they can come in from this pond that you've forgotten's there or across a wall. It just. Much more interesting. Nice. I, um, I, you know, I'll tell you what's much more interesting than listening to COD. I've been watching these two helicopters out uh, the window, and they, they just landed right next to each other. Like no, they're sharing a helipad. They go it's incredible. This, this, plane, yeah, this one here is just uh, not that guy. The one's down the bottom. Anyway, anyway, anyway question. Um, yeah, I'm not interested in so the, There's the, no the, helicopter crash this year. It's a pretty big deal. The, the campaign. Because Ben was talking about COD, and I missed the it. The campaign is like co op focused, right? Ah, so the co op is better than Halo. Really well. Co op is better than Halo because it's got split screen. 
Hey, put that in the box. Couch co-op. No, it works really well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So they've bumped up the difficulties. So what, like if you used to play on veteran, that's now essentially hardened. The one below it is kind of so hardened is kind of like they were like fifty percent up. They told me so. Like hardened is kind of between where hardened and veteran would have been, and they've added realistic, which is hilarious for a game that's about like you're an AI and nothing's actually happening (laughs) and there's robots like realistic. It's very realistic. but really hard. Like we had three players playing realistic and we got to a point where we couldn't get through. And we asked um, the director of Treyarch, is this possible by yourself? Like one level on realistic? It's like one shot kill. And they just snipe you from across the map. You never even saw them. And he said, of course, to release a game, a tester has to prove yeah. they can do it by themselves. But it wasn't the same tester for each level. Like that's how hard it is on that. Someone did it, but it wasn't the same guy. So if you're so playing by yourself... So it's impossible, <laughs> so basically. So that's, like, not making me feel, like, good But it's the all. call. So you're, not you know, getting, you're not getting that achievement, this is, Steve. There's, no, <laughs> to, to get the, so you know how there's a normal achievement on trophy... Well, it's a PlayStation game now, so trophy for each, uh, like, mission you do. Yeah, yeah. To get them now, you have to play on at least Hardened, which is almost what Veteran used to be. So right. otherwise you don't get them. Um, and that is probably a good... That's a weird if, decision, man. That's going to no, be... No, they're making it hard. They're just... They're Apparently, make it super people hard. wanted it harder. Yeah. And they've made it harder. I think it's... I'm really... I'm looking forward and to And the other two things reason. I've added to campaign is now you can use your loadout. So you can use the default one they have for the mission or you can use the one you're building for multiplayer. Yeah. And there's co-op. So I think they're trying to blend them together. So if you're one of those guys you mentioned before, Steve, who are like, yeah, I buy COD for multiplayer. I never play campaign. Nope, they're trying to get you into campaign. If you if you were to go back, you probably won't. But if you go back no, and play COD Four, which I played, I like COD Four. When I like when COD. Ghost when Ghosts came out and the servers were down, I went back and played COD Four, the campaign, and I found that that campaign on normal was quite hard. And I actually wrote an article about it, and then said, you know, I was playing Ghosts, and then I went back and played COD Four, and like it made me sad to see how much the series had regressed. I hadn't realized it, but am, this is why I'm, it's good that they've kind of gone back up now because they've gone way up. I actually think you I'm guys, even campaign. though Shane's looking at me like this is the worst thing ever, I think you would like the co-op because you guys are such big Destiny fans. Like, are you in the? If you guys like co-op? playing together in that level yes. of co-op, I mean, you don't care about the let's get loot and shit. You just want to play a good co-op shooter. That's not me at all. You've got me not all you. wrong, Ben. Yeah, no, he's, I'd, I'd, he's still I'd, playing Destiny co-op. Co-op is not something that I enjoy. I don't even really like shooters. I don't like... Everything about COD is like the wrong thing for me. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not a multiplayer guy. I'm a campaign guy. I have I the like Mile High Club achievement, Tano. At oh, like the very in, end uh, of COD in COD 4, 4. no. So you needed to... Tango Daddy, Sexy One Up. Finish that level at the very end in like however many is that the, no, Is that I the Tango Down and Sexy One Alpha? It, if you yeah. don't, if yeah. you don't jump out of the I've, plane, it I've explodes. heard that a lot of times. When but yeah, was no, I didn't get that. I don't think that exists in this. There's no like finish on super hard by yourself or anything. No, no, no. There was oh, that one was like mission, a, a level specific achievement. There was one oh, mission okay. in COD where you ran into the cockpit or something, and you had to like get. No, you ran into you the. You had plane. to go from like the back of the plane yeah. to the front of the, or to like the middle of the plane or whatever, and jump out. And you had like so many seconds to do it. And you basically had to memorize like. No, but you had to shoot go left, guys. headshot, headshot, yeah. go right, jump. So this run. is what it's like to have two hundred thousand game score to do shit yeah. like yeah. this. This is why I'm stuck on like eighteen thousand now. And nine. Now I do have to say, <laughs> and I'm playing it again now to try to understand it. I I don't get the story, yeah. and I asked Activision PR, "Are you in the US?" Because um, we, They're you like, know, yes. Well, we're eating it together, and I'm like, what do you think? Like, you know, can you explain to me what happened here? And he's like, no. Because the writer was there as well. And they said, go speak to him because. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. And he said, yeah, no. Because nah, he's, I don't no, know. because specifically he said he won't tell anyone because he wants you to figure out for yourself. And to be oh. honest, no, to be honest. He's going to listen to people give him the right answers. Like, that's the one I'm going to go to with. Be honest, so they've, open to interpretation. They've gone too far in the let's be whole inception meta thing. Choose your own adventure. The whole thing is I think you don't know if it's happening in your head or anything's actually happened. Because oh. it's a future yeah. where it's you've got an AI in your Cod, head. Man. Now, if you ignore the story, it's Cod's a very, like very good co-op game. 
but like cod's always been a bit confusing and it's too, yeah. too complicated even cod 4 was like a mess but like... this is even more the end I don't want to spoil it but the end is like this like ridiculous Shamalian, like, like water twist kind of things there's not... not that many games where in the end the boss is a tree with a giant heart in it and like, that sounds like uh... destiny <laughs> sounds like I don't know I... and everyone I spoke to about it didn't get it I think it's at least a 2 probably 10 playthrough game to maybe oh, get the story can we, can no. we go back to Steve's uh, M. Night Shyamalan analogy what twist yeah, like there's a twist at the because like everything that Shyamalan's done recently, the Advanced twist Warfare was two. It was shit. Yeah, well, so Advanced the last Warfare Two was that's what, all it was. This podcast twist, is twist, out twist, twist. a few days after the game, so if you understood the campaign story, please tell us because I'm trying to figure tell it out. Tell us myself. in the comments. Spoil it <laughs> for everyone else because there's we'll not, say, not much chance of them. It's it probably it a good thing that they said that because you look at. Like, well, Destiny's a bad example, actually. You know what, Black Ops? But, but the, the lack of story in the original, in the vanilla game. No, 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 no. The I, lack I, of story, I don't even know what he's talking the, about. The, the it's lack, always a bad example. The Go lack on. of story in the vanilla in the vanilla Destiny kind of led to a lot of discussion around it, which was a good thing. Yeah. Because, like, I was on Reddit. Yeah, I was reading well. Reddit for, like, hours. Just reading what people thought. Like, are we the bad guys? Are we the good guys? Are we really mm. the well, bad Well, so all the Black Ops games have been like this. If you remember 2, yeah, it actually had multiple endings. Mind. And in the end, you were like brainwashed as Mason to be some killer. And then whatever you thought you were doing, the guy who you were following around, he wasn't actually there. He's been dead for ages. You just thought he was there. And then you got like snapped out of it. And then you did your objective anyway, whatever. That was actually, that made perfect sense compared to this one. Like, what a I don't twist. Know what's going on now? This is like a... Apparently, these games are all connected over 100 years. Like, Black Ops 1 was like World War 2, right? Or close yes, to it. Yes, so they are. So no, Black Ops, that, this Black Ops was, like, Vietna- was um, Vietnam War. And 2 was in the 80s slash 2025. Yeah. Anyway, it's very confusing. Hopefully, you better read about it on MMGN next week if I actually figure out what the story is. I'm currently playing it and writing down the whole thing and trying to figure it out. Just be like, this uh, Black Ops 3 story explained dot dot dot, I think... Yeah. Maybe. So basically, that Question guy mark. from Law and Order SVU who plays the good guy slash the villain slash the AI guy slash whatever, uh, oh, he's no longer... You know that guy from <laughs> Law and Order? You just no made my there? eye twitch. Like, seriously. Like, but what? in the end, it's Nobody all not knows. happening or maybe it is... Uh, or is it? No, it's not. Like that, I watched it? this documentary once that was about like uh, a possible alien life on a probable planet somewhere and it was all just made and the whole hmm. the whole thing was like and then this could happen maybe and then this could possibly maybe happen <laughs> it's one of those ones or that and then this happened I will say I don't know what they're doing next year because do you remember last year at E3 when they showed your arm being cut off and that was like a big gruesome yeah, moment yeah. in the Xbox conference so because you're a cyborg wall running man you get beaten up by a robot and you get both arms and legs all gone uh, straight away uh, so I don't know where they're going next year they're going like maybe Futurama head get in your a whole body cut off. situation <laughs> I don't know where they're going. So next year is Infinity Ward, isn't it? This is the first um, R COD, I think, in Australia. Which is a pretty big deal for them, because let's be honest, their audience is mainly 13. It's very hard for them to get R games. How have these people stayed 13 this whole time? That's what I don't understand. I think think, think the age group now is mainly 21 to 24, with the occasional 29-year-old. You play online with a headset, and and you're wrong. You'd be surprised. It's 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 a pretty old It's an extremely popular game for a a good reason. The multiplayer is just easy to pick up and play. It's like a tie hero. You can kind of play it for 10 hours or 30 minutes if you want, as opposed to Destiny, which is you're committing your life to for a while. Exactly. Very different. Very much so. Um... The Elite Controller via X- from Xbox, from Microsoft for Xbox, there we go, I got there in the end, um, is a thing that is out, and we have one each. I Perfect. Ben? Did I get one? No. It's oh. <laughs> is it worth the extra 120 oh bucks or whatever? God, you know what, yes. if you are a regular Xbox user, like daily, play a lot of games, absolutely. It's mm. much more comfortable, it feels better quality. And let's not pretend the other controllers, the other two I'm bouncing between is regular Xbox One and DualShock 4. They feel very good as well, mm. but yeah. they're both. What's a Xbox controller is about eighty bucks, and DualShock Four is a hundred bucks or something. Yeah, I think I think it's seventy and, if, and eighty. Or and if you add a, um, I'm pretty sure it's a hundred because I want the gold DualShock Four, and it's a hundred bucks. Maybe the gold one is, but it's I've made been a lot of controllers. Anyway, they're they're, they're both pretty close to a hundred dollars, so this is basically double the regular price. Yeah. Well, I thought it was going to be like two hundred. So how much is this? One sixty. That's one eighty. Two hundred. Yeah. That was one eighty. Two hundred. You can only get it from EB Games. Retail. Two hundred. Online. Well, it's it's weird because I fall on in this weird sort of like I don't I don't play my Xbox very much, but I want to start playing it a lot, and I also don't have a controller, so I need to get one. But I'm like, Can I give I just... you a controller, Shane. 
Yeah, but I don't own it. That's true. I'll give it back it's, to you. We've got, we've got, we've you got plenty that, of You can have that cable one that has stormtroopers on it. Oh. They are garbage compared cable. to this. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, I... Okay, one, I love it because of the rubber grips on the back, which that's are just like super thing. comfortable. It just feels so much oh, better. But that's like I'm I'm debating if that's the best thing or if like the satellite kind of like D pad is better than the actual stupid D pad. I like that you have the choice. The what fact about that you the, have some choices. The little flappy it's like, paddle gearbox. It, oh, those so, I don't really you use just take those. them off. You know what? So I'm I'm a bit mixed with that, and I was trying them because that's the main thing. Mm. And I was like, what am I going to do with this? nonsense on the bottom because mm. it feels can weird you, just, you can just map you can them take, to what you want yeah, right? you can map all the buttons to what you want which is a great feature and I feel yeah. like every console should have had that forever yeah um, except you can't imagine that on the NES B is A oh my god I get it but yeah so the first time I used it I was like I'm going to put something in all four of them and that's actually too many because you're using two new fingers that you don't normally use on the bottom of the controller mm. plus your ring uh, pointer finger for um, the trigger and main bumper. finger main finger <laughs> main finger Top-wise. Top-wise. <laughs> good for, like, driving games. Yeah, no, I actually... What I figured it was good for, first thing I did when I kind of realized I was too confused by pressing buttons on the bottom, there's two there. I was like, what's going on? So I took two of them off, and I mapped them to nothing. Because even without the paddles there, there's still a tiny button you could absolutely press. So I mapped them to nothing. And then I had left thing underneath was Sprint. Because in, like, Tomb Raider, when you have to normally press in the left stick, that annoys me. It's just kind of... I don't like pressing. Yeah, stick. I agree. So holding down with like my middle finger on the bottom of the controller to sprint was great. Mm-hmm. And I think in a shooter, I would have one on the right side as melee or maybe whatever right stick is. And that's probably how I'll use it, I think. I'm just Alternatively, you can double tap the top button, like the sync button, and it just disables paddles. So you yeah. could get rid of or you can just take L and R3, basically. I'm that's s- what I'm going to use it for, yeah. I think. <laughs> okay. I, think like it's, I think it's an improvement on that. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I'm just so used to doing all the normal muscle memory stuff. Like, I, I couldn't, like, it felt weird to kind of, like, wrap my hands around more and use the back fingers, if that yeah, makes yeah. sense. The back fingers. Um, back. But like, And I had to remember I'm what back. I was, because you can have two things. The first thing I stuffed up, you can have two configuration. You can have, like, 100 saved or something, but two, like, actively loaded. Then you have, like, one is Halo and two is Tomb Raider, and you've got to remember to change it, or else you've, using your Halo configuration in Tomb Raider like a madman. And if you don't, no good. The satellite thing is so much better on the D-pad than the actual D-pad. I feel like really? the D-pad... The D-pad isn't, like, raised enough for my liking. I feel like I, like I hit the buttons so and it doesn't... you mean the green one or the black one? The green is when there's nothing on there. Yeah, that's what it... Because it looks so like a D-pad. On oh, yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah. Like, the green one's, like, it, it's waiting for something to be, like... I don't know why I'm assuming you don't know it's how a to little, use it. I'm it's a little like magnetic <laughs> thing that, like, wants you to snap yeah. something back in. Yeah. And, like, I feel like that's not raised enough, and I try to, like, hit the buttons, and it doesn't quite register all the time. Mm. And, like, the satellite's good like to just kind of, like, one. connect it in. And it's also good if you're playing, like, fighting game to do, like, forward-down sweep thing. But, like, it does come with three sets of sticks and I just use the ones that are the same as the ones you have on oh there. so there's the like normal ones, ones are no good super tall ones which are awful because no it's just like what like you're you, you, like old man like what, what is it like uh, it's like because you just you're not used to being so high up and it, it screws you it <laughs> not used to being so up. high this chair be high and high. then like the, the curved ones the curved are ones to be are like the DualShock 3 which we all know is garbage yeah I don't know why they have those is better um, my favorite I, I wanna, do want to know like is Microsoft going to release other attachments for this like I there could be so many so. different types of stick in the case. and I don't want to have you sell case. another case I don't want to have like some third party company being like hey here's like some awesome kind of stick design but then it's garbage because it's third party controller and we all know they are garbage so I, if they're going to have any different you can take them on and off so easily I feel like yeah. they should do some other options well, and like you've been playing Tomb Raider I've been playing Redacted Game um, the Redacted Game well, is mostly shooting things so I've turned on like the, the trigger things to half so you don't have to like so the way I'm thinking of it is there's like a little switch on the back by the paddles where you can put like if you have it to full you put the trigger down and it goes all the way down like a normal controller does and it would be good for things like Forza when you need to kind of like put the gas pedal down because it relies on like knowing how far down that trigger is and you go like you should be paying attention to it because this is how you're going to win this is very important uh, what's it called I've I've read all yeah go on so you put it to you put it to like half and it only like there's a little lock that happens like halfway down a trigger pull and it's good for shooters because you only go and like you don't have to go as far down and it's it's supposed to be like more you can get more shots out 
like, but not using like the dodgy like controllers that are yeah, super so which which the, get you banned using the, from yeah. the the officially licensed well, controllers. Yeah, like officially licensed. Yeah. And he's like, like officially licensed cheaters. Eric Eric <laughs> Neustadter, who was he was like the Xbox Live architect who just left Microsoft. Like he has had one of these controllers for two months or three months, and he said I couldn't figure out why I was doing so poorly in Forza. He had the half locks on, and because like literally the controller trigger only goes down halfway. He was basically trying to play Forza with like half the car that he was using, and he's like, I couldn't figure out why. Half lock three so confirmed. Like, and it, like it works, it works so much better for shooting, and like I've kind of tried it with it, Forza for Is the whole way. Is that pay to win? That's not yeah. pay to win. No, what? not really. It's pay for a but controller. No, to win. but yeah. if you, you you have to consider that a lot of like in in six months' time when the COD community has kind of died down, and the only people that are still playing it, he never are died down, mate. COD plays. No, but I'm saying after six months. The people that are playing it are the people that are going to be committed another they six bought months. the season pass. And, and these are people that are probably going to have the elite controller. So you're going to well, need like it people, to compete. Yeah. It's like people with PC, like special rigs well, and all this stuff kind of thing. The thing I like about the controller is it's got like a weight to it and it's heavier than the it's normal controller. It's a little bit heavier. You can feel it. You can kind of feel yeah, it. I, like I had it both. Is a little. And the thing about the like the joysticks is that they have like a it's they it's, bring joy. They've got like a weight life. to them as well, and the triggers have like it's it just feels like I it, went. From, it's, it's better quality because you pay twice. Oh hell yeah! Better like I took I took the controller I had at work the new, the elite controller home, and I had to play a redacted game with my normal controller. I'm like, Ugh, Jesus Christ! What am I doing? Like it just it felt. Different and weird. No one. I, I think. Like, I think here's, why here's a headline. Dateline. More expensive thing is better. <laughs> I, yeah. I think the feature we've overlooked. <laughs> considering Shane mutilated his controllers to change the joysticks because he ruined his DualShock Four, right? No, no, no. no. I, I improved my DualShock Four, it. and that's why I basically don't have an Xbox. Anyway, One so but because anymore. you like, so they're very easy to wear out these control sticks if you're playing a lot of games. The fact that you can just take it off and buy a new one every six to twelve months, yeah, to have that new fresh feel will be great. <laughs> they better sell them on their own. You sound like you know. No, they'd have to. And um, don't you want like a refreshed control yeah. stick every like year? My controller, my, my launch controller. It's, a, it's an arse groove for my for my <laughs> thumbs. I, I'm, I'm no, comfortable. I love there. that new feel. No, arse groove Unused. always. I like it. I really, I really like it. I already it. like it. It is hard. I'm, to, I'm gonna have know. to buy one. You know what? If you're playing a lot of Xbox, if you're playing Xbox daily, as most of us are, or at least I'm gonna have to. Buy yeah, one. I mean, obviously you should buy one. I think for COD, can't my, wait my to my and Battlefront. Elite. Oh, if you're playing a shooter, definitely, probably a racing game a lot, definitely as well. FIFA, you probably get no advantage. Nice. Are we gonna like Steve fact the news? No, we're gonna talk about uh, what? What is it? We should uh, just finish. I reckon. We're not going to talk about Nintendo. No, Mi- we have to talk about that. Mimoto. So well, hilarious. let's be brief because we, we need to Go, end. go. You got this. Nintendo, go. Steve. So, uh, Ninda, which is Nintendo's version of Tinder, basically, what they've done. Oh, God. No. Haven't you heard about this? I no. want this to be over, so I'm not going to even... Are you giving away our secret? That. I need someone don't to talk it. about it with me. Don't do oh, it. I've it. heard about it. I just don't want to... So, they, they announced my... They announced Nintendo Club, whatever it was called. My Nintendo. My which Nintendo. Which your Nintendo account. Which mm-hmm. is actually quite good. It's basically a PSN account. You have a one account for both platforms. Very good. And it links into Facebook and Twitter and blah, yes. blah, 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 blah. And then they announced... Uh, what's it called? Mitomo. Uh, yes. Which is their first mobile game, which is actually a communication app. And if you do not like speaking to your friends, good news... Because this one it's will perfect. speak to they your like friends. They don't like speaking to you. Either. You this can one, get stuffed. Basically, you create your me. It asks you some questions about yourself, and then you connect to your friends on your My Nintendo friends list, and it automatically starts conversations with them based on the weird facts you told it that it thinks they won't know yet about you. So cool, cool Nintendo. Hi Ben. I like COD as an example. I'm into refrigerators. Yeah, it'll, it'll be very G-rated. <laughs> it will be. Um, is that Have you Steve factored that enough? Yeah, I mean, I thought Shane was going to rip into it, but all right. No, I don't want to rip into it. Cool. It's, just, it's, it's just garbage. Sense. The other Steve fact is uh, moment silence, like literally a moment silence for Games on Net, who uh, confirmed today after a source told Survivor that it was happening, that they are closing down. Uh, IINet said they weren't profitable. IINet is owned by TPG. Our sources also told us that... Uh, TPG is considering making sweeping changes to the IINet free zone. So things like Xbox.com downloads and IINet hosted uh, Steam servers will no longer be unmetered if you are a customer of IINet and Intranode, I suppose, as well. 
Um, but in the email or in the post where uh, the editor of Games on Net said they were closing down, he said that Freezone wasn't affected. They had no plans for well, it to you be are the original source, so yes. uh, how do you respond to that? He's refuted your claim. Um, anytime someone says no plans, I am always a little bit uh, suspicious. That it's easy to change your plans. No, no plans very... means we haven't announced it yet. Yeah, there are no current plans that no one is aware of. I and considering basically means nothing official yet. Well, and considering Ionet just changed all of their plans, like if you paid seventy dollars and you had a three hundred gigabyte um, download quota you magically, in the last two months, uh, now have a terabyte of data to use. But the others so, haven't. Like, they own three other ISPs. Aren't yeah, they? but Freezone's primarily an IINet. Not all of them. IINet owns I- uh, Internode, Adam Internet, and Westnet, and it's all the same. They're all the same thing. Do they offer Freezone? Yep. And was, it's the I same IINet Freezone. Well, this is... My, con- my sources do not confirm this bit, but I'm <laughs> just leery that with such massive changes made to Ionet plans. Tell us your sources. How close I can't is tell you who my sources how are. How close tell is your source to TPG? Uh, like, first degree. They were to working they work... on Ionet. Sorry? Mean, to working on Ionet. Are they with TPG or with Ionet? Well, both. One's Ionet and one's TPG. Multi-source. I feel like that's good. almost too much. Well, no, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if you find out the free zone's changing. But... Hopefully not. Maybe the kind of they would lose backlash of that happens. Well, there's already people like freaking out about like potentially losing that and potentially losing um, game servers with games on net. They're being reviewed in 2016. Like I f- maybe TPG will dial it down. I hope so. I hope so too. That's the only reason I picked one of these like nine Ionet companies. Now they're all the same. Well, thing. at least exactly. now you're locked into a contract. No, I'm not. Anymore. Oh, <laughs> shit. I will happily move. Join us next like five hours for another episode of the Friendly Fire Show. 